This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means you're listening to another episode of the Crowncast. And we have a special episode, a special post-react episode for you all today after we played Seattle at home in a thriller of a game. Somebody brought the drama into the script for a 3-3 match. But more importantly, I am not doing this alone. I am joined today by not the usual Jorge, but a new Jorge. Hello, Jorge. Hey, Logan. How are you? I Thank am... you for having me. No, hey, thanks for being on, man. We've been talking back and forth. Uh, Jorge, you contacted us, and you do a lot of work with the Charlotte FC and uh, a lot of work with Blue Furia. You're a very good photographer. And we've been sort of bouncing back on when we can get together. And I'm really, really glad we did because I had a really special experience today. Um, I did my best to, to definitely make this one very unique and special for you. Yes, you you did a really, really good job. I, as a general rule, you know, I tend to sort of show up. I'm in the media box. I'm down on the field for a little bit. But uh, I got the chance today, thanks to Jorge dragging me out. And again, much appreciated. Dragged me out to the Blue Furia uh, party beforehand, which I've only gotten to go to a couple times. I got to do the march for the first time with you. That was awesome. Um, I don't know if they are always that excited. Or is it always that that hype? Uh, well, one, let's tell the people what I told you before then. I was like, you know, because we all know Logan. He's a very analytical type. And I was like, dude, I feel like you just need to let loose one day, you know? <laughs> so I, brought, I, I, I told him, come at 6 o'clock, get your, I, I'll save you a drink, and I'll let you chant your heart out. And I'm not like, Logan really did it. And I'm like, I was very surprised. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shockingly, this was a bit more chill than it tends to be. But I'm glad you really had a good time. I was like, Logan, you got to just in the, enjoy it, be a fan for once. And by the time that whistle starts, then you can do what you do. I I, I very much appreciate it. I, I did not realize how far removed from just being a regular fan I had become. And not that I'm not a fan of the team, not that I don't want to support the team, not that I don't cheer when we score, et cetera. But one of the things you usually do is when you get into the stadium, you go up into the fan section of the stadium and you take pictures. You get in the midst, you're right there by the drums. The Blue Fury guys always do such a good job on the drums. And you, again, I, was, I got to follow you for a bit today. You dragged me up there and I actually got to sit down for a very brief moment with one of the guys I sat with in the stands in the OG days when I just had my tickets as a supporter. And, you know, he's still there. John, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, we'll put the picture I took of him and I onto the Instagram at some point. But uh, John was still there. You know, those guys are still having a great time. And I got to be a part of the Poznan again. And not just mm-hmm. see it. Not just, not just, you know, see what it, it, it means, but to be in the stands again as the whole stands shake. Really, really, really awesome. Thank you, man. You were right. I needed to get out of no, there. It was funny, though, because for a second, I saw you. You pulled your phone out, and I'm like, oh, look at him just soaking it in. <laughs> and for me, like, I do, I see it every single time, and, but it still never gets old. Like, this is still really cool. But then Logan had a second. He had to soak it in. He was like, pulled his phone out, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. It is one of those things that, like, does Charlotte FC have the best fans in history? Like, I, I know that uh, every we're up there. 
Yeah, every sports team is always like, we have the best fans, right? But God, it is hard to be a part of that supporter section. It's hard to be a part of that march. It's hard to listen to that music. It's hard to to jump up and down the stands with everyone and not go, this is the best club on planet Earth. Exactly. Like, it, it feels in that moment like the best club on planet Earth. Um, and today we had a heck of a game, a heck of a game to talk about. We did tie in the end a six-goal thriller. So I think that our usual sort of, hey, we're going to give out a couple of crowns, a couple of cards, is the way to go about it. Jorge, as is standard, you get to choose whether we talk cards first or whether we talk crowns first. What are you feeling? Uh, well, this, this tie felt very, very win-like. So let's go on the negative side and then let's end on the high note. This is really how this tie felt for me. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to... No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to let you take the first card. Oh, all right. I guess I don't... It's hard for me to really fault one person or, like, really card one person. Uh, if I had a card, anybody... It would just be overall defensive execution. And I say that in the sense of, like, that first goal that they hit against us was just... Was, one, a beautiful through ball on their end but like i feel like we could have communicated a little better their yeah. third goal was like just we just got hit over the top of the cross and i feel like also communication was could have been better you know and but at the same time they did do a good job but just like they could have just taken it two notches higher and i just felt like you know we could have just you know the tie felt good but it was like uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it felt like a game we played really well. And, you know, I, I'm i not going to... Normally, I would force you to pick a person to give a card to. But I do think that there is a good argument in, especially the third goal, that there's a little bit of question on uh, Derek Jones. Yes. And I think there's also a little bit of question on, I think, is it Jalen Lindsay who was even... Yeah, Jalen Lindsay was the one in the, in the back where he could have, like, been in a better position. But yeah, it it might have been it might have been Melanda. Anyway, uh, basically that ball goes over the top. It's a very well struck ball. Like I, yes. we shouldn't we shouldn't discredit Charlotte's defense, who I think as a whole did very well today. The ball over the top is good, but that runner on the back post has to be picked up. And I think mm -hmm. I think it is Derek Jones's job. I think that's Derek Jones's runner. I think that's a really fast, speedy guy who got away from DJ, slipped through the cracks, and it happens. But still, probably not not the ideal feeling to have played so well and just get crushed over the top. Yeah, so that, that's that's what I feel. I feel like they did well, but if they could have just taken that execution, either communication on, on the back end with Melanda or Lindsay or just overall Derek Jones, like, you know, really telling him to get in the right position. We could have avoided that third one, to be honest with you. Yep. I think, I think the first one and the third one were avoidable. Um, you know, I guess all goals in football are technically avoidable, but I, I do think the third one hurt a little bit more. Yeah. That third one stung. I'm, I gotta, I gotta give him credit. That second one was just a banger. I mean, like, yeah, the there's one, nothing you could have. Yeah, there's nothing you could have done to that one. Just you know, give it up. And it it was the second one was covered pretty well. He made a really good move to get around Westwood, 
and really left Westwood in his dust. And like maybe you could put a little bit of fault on Westwood there, but wow, you're asking an awful lot of an offensive midfielder to to take yeah, you on can, that. You could only have done. Sorry to yeah. uh, interrupt, but yeah, you could have only done so much there. And sometimes the better offense wins. Yep. Sometimes the better offense wins. Uh, although today we were equal in offense, really was a heck of a script. I am going to move along to my card and I am going to use my card as we sort of have been recently on days that we feel like there's not a lot wrong. There's just a clear indication of the next level. And I'm going to give my card to Kerwin Vargas and I'm going to give my card to Vargas. And I hope (laughs) as a fellow fellow Colombian, (laughs) Um, I hope Vargas hears this. I, I hope Vargas listens to this podcast. Yes, Kerwin. I'm giving you a card, and here's why. I think today Seattle, which is a very good team and is a big team defensively, I think Seattle looked at Kerwin and said, "Not nah, you're out today, buddy. And there are, stage, yeah, there are stages in the game, right? And we'll use, uh, we'll use Ben Bender because I think he's a very clear example of this. Ben Bender came in, and when he had lots of time and space, he destroyed people. When he was not under pressure, he was amazing. And then other teams went, oh, we can't give that guy time and space. They shut him down. They put that pressure on him. They didn't give him the time. They were standing on his boots as soon as he got the ball. Suddenly, Ben Bender wasn't nearly as effective. I think Kerwin is going through that same level of progression. In the last couple of uh, matches, we've seen Kerwin sort of diving in, driving at his defender, pinning his, his fullback tight beating him to the inside and shooting on his left. We've also seen him willing, as he did today, to drive at that defender, push to the byline, and send in a good ball. He got the byline stuff off a couple times today, although I don't think any of them were really, really great. They completely shut down his inside. The moment the ball looked like it might go to Vargas, someone was standing on his toes. And I I, I genuinely mean that. There were times that I was sitting there watching, and I was like, they are hard marking Vargas, and I don't even think the ball's going to progress that wing. The moment someone looked his way, their left back was just sitting on Kerwin Vargas, and it was a smart move because he's a young man, and he's going to have to learn how to deal with that pressure, and I don't think he was ready for that yet. If he continues to progress, if he continues to be a killer and show what I think he has shown, teams are going to do this to him. Here's your, here's your card, Kerwin this is your next challenge. The great players don't only do great when they have time and space. The great players figure it out when they've got someone standing on their boots. So today it was a little bit, I think, a a rough one from him, but I think it's really a a statement of where his challenge lies. Thoughts on, thoughts on Kerwin? Uh, I gotta, you know, I agree with you on that one. Cause like there, there there's just times where, you know, we were seeing it. We're like legit right in front of him. And if, you're just like a step or two behind from making a play, making it, making a moment. And, you know, they really, they, they, you know, they hounded him pretty well. They, well, there's games that he does have his moments and, and he looks absolutely unstoppable. There are just games where people just put the clamps down. Mm-hmm. So I can agree with you. Yeah, I think there's a point at which you have to say the other team gets to do tactics too. And they set out 
to some extent to make sure Kerwin wasn't going to be an issue, but they succeeded. I, I would like to see Kerwin find a way to to get himself a little bit more involved in the game. Let's move on to the people who we felt did good, because I think there's a lot more to talk about, and there's probably a lot more people we could potentially talk about. Sound fair? Yes, fair. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm giving you the privilege. Which, which one do you want to call out first? Uh, your, your first give crown. Man. Give me the young man, Patrick. Patrick Agimang. Hey. Yes. First, you know, let's you know, shout out. First goal here in MLS. It's a it's a big accomplishment for him. But I was actually very impressed. He did he didn't have a full game to play, but it looked first of all, his frame is ginormous and it looks like he belongs. And he, the guy did not let the moment phase him. He did not get phased. It you know, he looked like a but he's young. He looked like a man out there. He did not back down. He even got a bit, you know, aggressive with some of the guys. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, then he had his moment. Yep. Sometimes that tree, that 6'4 tree is going to get a nice little header. And there it is. It is. It is amazing the amount of, you know, there are a couple things that you can say. Size and speed are things that sometimes people just have. And I think one of the things I'm liking in Agimong is that he is capable of using his size. I think that he could do well from maybe like getting a bunk with Derek Jones and just living with Derek Jones for, I don't know, however long it takes him to, to learn how to use his body the way Derek is so efficient at. The other thing that kind of surprises me about Patrick is that he can run. Oh my God, he's fast. Yeah, and I, I will say this, he's not quick. Quickness, not his thing, but speed. If you give him, you know, two, three yards by which he can get up to speed, he just sort of has that that second gear. It almost like I want to call it the Formula One gear, right? Like you that see works. you see a fast car and you're like, oh, that's fast. And then you see Mackenzie Gaines and you're like, oh, he's gone. Right. I did not have time to to cognitively process that he's fast because he's gone. And I don't think that Patrick quite has that level of speed, but it's close. He kind of has that moment of like, oh, he's getting up to speed. Oh, he's getting up to, oh, he's gone. And uh, I'm excited for that. I wonder if there's some, some thoughts in Christian Latanzio's head, because it's clear that Latanzio likes Patrick. It's clear that he's gone back to this well once or twice. Any, any final notes you want to, you want to give to, to the young man? Uh, no, not really, but, you know, you do want to just give the man his flowers for, you know, not backing down from a stiff competition. Yep. First ever goal in the MLS, I believe. First ever yes. professional goal. Outside yes, of... really good one. No, I think he has one in Crown Legacy, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but there's levels to this. <laughs> yeah. First ever MLS competitive goal. Uh, big day for him. And, you know, hopefully he, he enjoys it. I am going to move on, and I think I am going to say let's do two crowns apiece. Are you good with that? Let's do it. I'm going to move on to my first crown. Oh, I have so many options. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crown... I should have put this together a little bit better in my head. I'm going to crown Ben Bender. And I know, I know, we just interviewed Ben Bender, and... 
And I know, I know, I'm a Ben Bender fan, so it it sounds terrible that I. It's do not it. like he was but, just on a recent episode of yours, you know. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's definitely not like like that. And I, I genuinely I almost did not do this just because of that. He went in and he really found the space in between the two lines today. And I talked earlier about the fact that if he can get a little bit of space, he can really destroy people. And one of his abilities is finding offensive creative space. And he was a real force in the midfield today. He was an MLS level professional force in the midfield. And he was the driver of the creativity in our midfield. Uh, we saw Carol Schroederski dropping back and, you know, playing off of Ben. We saw Ashley Westwood playing with Ben. We saw Justin Miram playing with Ben. He made himself available. He was not shying away. He was not hiding behind defenders. He took the ball off of the other team a number of times, and one of them even went on to create a chance. This is not a a world-beating performance from Ben Bender, although I, he does get an assist, and I think it, he rightfully deserves to be called out well for the fact that when he got the chance to take a shot, he didn't he didn't you know stutter, he didn't wait, he took the shot, he took it on. It was a fantastic shot, just came off of the post. He was a force in the midfield against a very good team today. Yes, he was, and I think that deserves to be called out. Uh, Jorge, am I being super biased to someone we just interviewed? Maybe, maybe not, but <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I definitely agree. There was, you know, he had that. Like, oh my God, uh, right off the post. But like, he pushed the ball. I, I, I love to see what like his progressive passes or you know like ability to create chances were for this game. You know, this is one that I like to rewatch. But you got to give Bender his props. You know, he did. He was out there facilitating. He was like a true point guard. Yeah. Um. I think we can move off of Bender and move into your second crown. Who else do you feel like deserves it today? The initial reaction was to say uh, the Englishman, but Westwood. I want to. Yep. S- yes, that's my initial reaction. But I do want to give a crown to Jalen Lindsay. That is, we have a longtime listener and fan who sent me a message that was very clear that Jalen Lindsay needed to get crowned in this in this podcast. So See, thank you. I don't for, even know who they much. are and I did it. Yep. Well, I appreciate you, man. I, I like Jalen. First of all, once again, his first goal is for the club ever or this season, one of those two. But um, he was aggressive. He From the opening whistle until the very end, he was not backing up. And he felt more like a facilitator and playmaker and you know he was just there at the right right place at the right time and shout out to carol though because that was a heck of a ball yeah it was a heck of a ball um we'll save that because i might potentially crown carol schroderski i don't know what you're talking about well, I beat you too. Um, <laughs> we are right now let's talk jalen Lindsay. and i think one of the things that you can you can look at in jalen is that he just has the recovery pace necessary. Now, admittedly, yes. we played a lot of the game today in a back five, um, a back five that if you had told me would have existed, I would have bet you a lot of money that I would have then lost was a lie. Um, we lined up at times in a back five of Nathan Byrne, 
uh, Brant Bronico, Adilson Milanda, Derek Jones, and uh, Jalen Lindsay. And if you would have told me that both Brant Bronico and Derek Jones would have been sitting in the the sort of wide center back positions, I would have had lots of questions that maybe I still have. Uh, the recovery pace out of Jalen changes games. There were two or three times that the ball that destroyed us against Columbus went over the top and Jalen was just there. And it wasn't a matter of, you know, 35 years of skillful positioning and play reading. It was Jalen being in a good position and then seeing the play develop and going, oh, I should run back. And then his legs just move him back very quickly. Yeah, he he hunts... I was going to say he hunts the ball, but like in terms of like recovering, he has that ability to ball, not hunt a def, uh, offensive player essentially. And he he he's one that I don't fear that he's going to get burnt by uh, you know, a big time forward or striker. Yeah, th- there aren't that many people for pace that you would put up against Jalen and go, "This guy, Jalen's not the favorite here." I think. In most things, he's either a fair duel or he's got the the benefit. The other thing I really love about Jalen is he provides another uh, cross ball. He provides another ball out from the wing that just is dangerous. He's got a very good right-footed uh, send into the center. It's got good height on it. It's got good pace on it. It usually has pretty good aim, and I think he did a, a pretty good job of, of sending his options and, and crossing the, the field today. A, a very good performance from Jalen Lindsay, I think is the right way to say it. Uh, is it is it me? It's me for my second crown, isn't it? Yes, it is. My second crown is going to go to Carol Schwederski. For uh, I will admit, I think we saw a lot of things about Carol. I I don't know that I have ever seen Carol win a offensive dribble against a defender, but. God, that guy's touch, the the silkiness by which that guy can touch a ball. You and I, mm-hmm. I, I had the honor. I was down there on the sideline with you for a little bit. You even let me take your camera and try and take some photos, which... Yeah, you did a great job. Yeah, I, I appreciate your lies. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you go through Jorge's camera, find the three blurriest pictures that have nothing in the frame. Those were me. Um, we were right in front, I mean, four feet away when Yeah, Carol we're like Schwederski, a solid, well, realistic 15. Where it was like yeah. right there. And for a second, you, you turned you turn and it was like, you know what? He might be out when, when they were mm-hmm. reviewing it. But we were like, he's going to win. Well, that's a ball. <laughs> it was. And, and to see it happen live right in front of you, it was just one of those. It was almost a surreal moment because when I saw the through ball, I was like, that's done. The, the way the through ball came in, I was like, that's a clever idea, but they've closed off the space really well. Maybe Carol like pops it back out to the wing and we get some sort of reset and go again. And whatever form of magic Carol used there to keep that ball in, not only was he successful at that special touch, the other thing that is so amazing about Carol is he just doesn't quit. There is mm-hmm. never a the play is dead in Carol Schwederski. The play is always alive. Even sometimes when the play is dead to Carol, the play is alive. 
And I have to admit that has grown on me and I love to see it because everyone else thought that play was dead. Everyone. The keeper thought it was dead. Charlotte FC thought it was dead. Christian Latanzio thought it was dead. The referees thought it was dead. Carol Schroderski did not think it was dead. And he was the first one to move. He was we not thought dead. it was dead. Yeah, we were right there. We thought it was dead. And Carol was the first one to move. He was probably not the closest one to that ball. But what he saw in that moment was, I have a chance to go make change. And not only does he go make that change, he then uses another brilliant, silky smooth touch to, to just caress that ball over the keeper into Jalen Lindsay's waiting, not arms, into Jalen Lindsay waiting to score, to tap in a goal. Really, really special move from Carroll. And I think there is an argument to be made that he is starting to develop into this team in a way that he can use that touch, that he can use that technical ability, that he can drop into the midfield and link up with Ashley Westwood, another technical player who thinks, you know, who can think like Carol, uh, can link up with Bender, can link up with Bronico. And it, it is starting to produce results. He had a few moments that weren't my favorite today, but he had a couple of moments where I just went, wow. And jaw just drops. Yeah. And when you wow me like that, you get a crown. Uh, other thoughts on Carol? No, I think he did an amazing job. There were moments where I wished like he could have, instead of like, like just complaining to the ref at times, like, bro, just keep going. Yep. But like an overall game, not splendid. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's one person who probably deserves to get shouted out and half got shouted out. And that's Ashley Westwood for hitting one of the most gorgeous shots the universe has ever seen. Um, oh, but, beauty. But we have to actually, it's, it's legally written into our contracts that we have to save super interesting stuff to talk about on Wednesday. So we will, we'll leave meat on the bone for Wednesday. If you want to hear about a really interesting and quite impressive performance from Ashley Westwood, you'll have to join us then. Let's, let's go ahead and move on. Um, Jorge, I'm going to flip the script just a little bit on you before we get our final thoughts to take us home. Where can people find you? You know, you are a photographer for blue furia. You've made, some you've done some amazing work out there all over social media people can see your stuff a lot a lot of people might have already seen it and didn't know if people want to follow you where do they find you uh first of all thank you for having me you know local photographer videographer here in the area you can find me at instagram twitter and facebook at jorge t photo vid and you know i'm riding with the no, first of all, thanks. Uh, shout out to the foodie for giving me this uh, privilege to shoot this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm just riding this season until the wheels fall off. And I can't wait for what else is yet to come. And I, I have to ask, because like I said, you were very kind and you brought me over to the Blue Fury tent and, and you fed me, which there's no quicker way to my heart than feed me food, especially food that delicious. The, the gentleman who was on the grill today, his name? Uh, well, we call him, I'm on it, to be honest with you, I really don't know his name, but we call him Pipi el Parrillero, which Parrillero in La Parrilla in Spanish means grill. Pipi is probably like his last, his nickname, mm-hmm. but he makes, he, what he does is like he grills like, like steak and then he puts like a little hot dog-ish bun, but then you could put like the chimichurri on it and whatever sauce you want. Yes, literal kiss. 
it was special. It was very special. If you have the opportunity to go try that at the Blue Fury tent, uh, go try it because, oh my gosh, it was special. And it was I'm, nice. We, we, he took his, Lily took his first bite and he, his eyes rolled back. I was like, yeah, it's, it's like that. <laughs> it was good stuff. Okay, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, Jorge, will you give us, you, you have one sentence. You have to condense it into one sentence. Oh, no your pressure. Final, your final thought about the game tonight. This is a game that really showed our grit and determination. Like, I feel like we could have easily nope. folded. You had, you, you, had your, you had your one sentence, and I think you did a good job of it. That's why we keep it to one there sentence. There we go. Um, otherwise, it's, it's too easy to just go, yeah, but then there's also this, right? Fine. Uh, so uh, my one sentence to take us home is going to be, it is good to see the offense purring. Yes. And that's it. We've done it, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you enjoyed this post-react as ever. If you have decided to spend your time with us, we love you. Thank you so much. If you want to find us online, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore crown cast. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday when we break all of this down. For now, Jorge, thanks again. Thank you for having me. And goodbye. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Network.com.